So if there's an unlimited amount of money to be had, there should not be a limited amount in your bank account. And how much money you have in your bank account today is a reflection of your behaviors of the past. So if you behave a certain way, you're going to have a certain amount of money in your account. If you behave a different way, you're going to have more money in your account. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey everyone, welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks, where Gabriel Araisha, Francesco Galluccio, and myself, Marco Kozlowski, walk you through how to build wealth using other people's money and using skills instead of money in order to buy real estate how to have a fabulous life and how to plan a fabulous life, which is exactly what we're going to be discussing today. Planning your retirement instead of your retirement planning you, which is what most people do. Before we go down the rabbit hole of this very interesting topic, I do want to invite you to listen to at least the first 10 episodes if you have not yet. Enjoy those. And of course, leave a comment, share, love, and subscribe to this because if you don't share love and subscribe, you will miss all the future episodes that are just kick ass. We'll work very hard to give you the most cutting edge topics, the most interesting topics and actionable items, actionable information that you can use to really make a big difference in your life. And of course, myself, Frank and uh, Gabe have been doing this for a very long time, collectively like 384 years of experience where we're going to help you uh, do uh, the best we can to really help you, again, make big changes in your life by making very small changes today. And I mean today. And the reason I'm saying today is retirement. I have not been uh, blessed by working in the uh, corporate uh, world. I know Frank has and, you know, in the tax world and uh, Gabriel in the accounting world, kind of also tax, both of you. And yeah, I know Frank has some stories on uh, planning retirement. I know when I'm working with mentees of mine, we really plan a very aggressive strategy to do things within three to five years. So you never have to work again in a very short period of time, depending on what your goals are and how much time you have to dedicate to the process because it's not get rich quick. You do have to plan things, learn skills, and then apply those skills. And once it clicks, it goes very quickly. But once you really know what you're doing, you can pretty much retire whenever you choose, which is what Gabriel and Frank have done within a five-year period of time as well. And I'll start with Frank. I know Frank, you know, have some really interesting stories on when you used to work and I'd like to discuss those terrible stories. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, you know what? Terrible. It's just a mentality of people. That's just the way society thinks is, you know, we're working today to retire for tomorrow or at a future date. When you start reflecting on retirement alone, just you know, what is retirement? Is it an age thing? Is it a money thing? It's a money thing. It's a financial issue. It's not an age thing where you, you know, the government dictates, okay, you're retiring at 60 or 65. And, you know, they're even contemplating at 67 now because people are living longer. So like if they're living longer because they don't want to give out the pension, some countries do have, I guess, public pension or some kind of subsidy when you do retire at a certain age. But yeah, when I was working for the government, even before that, I had a financial advisor and the same thing. The whole mentality is you work, you save some money, uh, you spend, obviously you spend some money. But spend on the essentials and save the rest. Don't have fun yet. It's like, don't have fun. It's like a rule. Don't have fun yet. Wait 40 years or 45 years after you're working, which is BS. And it was actually getting to me in the last decade <laughs> with the government. As you mentioned, I worked for the federal government as a senior officer and for about 25 years. And it's, you know, with my colleagues, you know, we're starting getting, we were getting up there in age and people were literally counting down their their days for retirement down to the week, which is scary because some of them, it's not like they're weeks away, they're years away. When I used to go into an elevator, 
and say, hey, George or Paul or Joe or Giuseppe or Claudio Guido, uh, you know, how, how you doing? He's like, oh, fuck this, man. Another eight years, you know, four months and three weeks and two hours. And I was like, really? And they're waiting for that. And it's sad because I have quite a few friends with the government. And one of them was wanted to travel. She just wanted to travel. She goes, you know, I want to just travel Europe or whatever. And I was like, why don't you just go now? Like the government is very generous in terms of giving vacation time or whatever. She had like eight weeks of vacation because she's a senior. She's like, no, I want to do it all at once. Plus I need money to travel. I was like, all right, that's fine. I was like, but you know, you're going to be waiting another seven years to do that, to, to follow her dream. Right. And sadly, you know, she didn't make it. She passed before she was able to retire. I think two years before she was able to retire. So can you imagine all these years? So, you know, you're 20, 30 years to work so you can retire. So then you can fulfill your dreams. And then listen, everyone doesn't know their cards. Only the big guy knows your cards. So when it's your calling, it's your calling. So you may have plans to go travel in 10 years or seven years, but I wouldn't postpone it for that reason, because look at her, you know, she worked all her life and she didn't fulfill none of her dreams, which is a really sad thing. And because of that, I used to avoid taking the elevator. I used to work on the ninth floor. <laughs> so, cause I used to go in and it was doom and gloom in, from the morning. It was doom and gloom. Hey, how's it doing? Like, oh, this, this place, I don't like it. Listen guys, if you don't like your job, why keep going there? You have choices, right? So I used to take the stairs, maybe fit, I guess. But other than that, you look good back then. Yes, I look yeah. good back then. Yes, but took him 750 pound steps to get there every day. <laughs> it is, and you know what? Actually, if you look at the definition of retirement, it's pretty ugly. Hmm. I think it's uh, to take out of useful use. Yep. So to take out of use. So I don't think I ever want to retire again. It's not an age thing; it's a financial thing. So if you got enough money to live passively or whatever, you don't have to wait till you're 65 or when the government deems you retirement age. Yeah, it's just a society plan, right? That's what we're kind of taught, right? From school is you know, you're going to go, you're going to work 40 years and then you're going to retire. And I know in Canada, we have, you know, the government kind of takes a piece of your paycheck, pretty much every paycheck so that you can retire or use that for your retirement should that money still be around in the future. And that's why, like you were saying, Frank, they're trying to push that number up so that they have to pay you a little bit later, not right away. And a lot of people, you know, unfortunately for them, this is their only source of retirement income or will be their only source of retirement income. But like the maximum you can get on a federal level, I believe is like $14,000 a year, which is and it's that's going to be taxed as well, I believe. So, so you're. It, it, how, do you, how, how do you live on that? How yeah, and then you have your provincial, which is going to be another whatever you know, eight to ten. Yeah, you can't. That's the thing is you're supposed to get to retirement. At least I say you're supposed to, based on what society teaches you. You get to a retirement so that you can enjoy your life. But if you're making a lot less, then it just doesn't sound right. You're working all day when you're working, right? So you're busy all day. And then you, when you retire, you have all this time and then you're supposed to live on less, but you have more time. So you want to do more. So technically you should actually have a lot more money retired than you do working because you have way more time and you want to do more shit. I want to go travel. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. I want to experience this. That shit costs money. So how the hell are you going to do all the things that you want to do if you don't have enough money to retire? I think everyone should have millions of dollars for retirement or at least passive income for retirement and no one plans for it. In fact, you plan your retirement less than you do planning a vacation and that's the biggest vacation you're going to have. And it's not because they're not options or, you know, it's just lack of proper planning and it's lack of education really. And it's designed in a way where you're set up to fail. My parents, when they retired, they ran out of money before they ran out of life. They're in their late 70s, early 80s, and 
Luckily, they have a, an ATM for a child that was able to help them. But, you know, if I was not in the position that I was to actually help them out, they would really be buggered and it wouldn't be fair. And there are too many humans that learn the lesson way too late. And it's actually extremely tragic that most put off their the most important thing there is, which is how do you take care of your future and still absolutely love today without compromising today? Do you have to live like a pauper so you can live like a pauper later? Or can you actually live like a king so you can live like a king later as well? One doesn't have to compromise the other because if you understand money, there's no limit to how much money there is in the universe. So if there's an unlimited amount of money to be had, there should not be a limited amount in your bank account. And how much money you have in your bank account today is a reflection of your behaviors of the past. So if you behave a certain way, you're going to have a certain amount of money in your account. If you behave a different way, you're going to have more money in your account. And the conversation we're having today is how do we plan for how do you plan? Not me. I'm good no matter what happens. So is Frank. So is Gabe and many others that follow me and that I work with. The question is, what are you going to do today to really take care of your tomorrow? And how can we really shift your thinking to not wait? Because tomorrow is not promised. Today is. You have this moment right now. And how are you going to show up for yourself today right now to be the best that you can be so you have the best tomorrow possible? And that's really the discussion we want to have. No, I just wanted to add what you just mentioned on one part. Yeah, everyone's saving that money. So they're saving for that retirement age. But planning for 10, 20, 30 years out, that money, you're exactly right, Marco. You're going to have more time on your hands. But not only more time on your hands that you want to do more things, at least you would want to do more things. You want to enjoy your life. You get one life from as far as we know. So make the best out of it. But we were just talking about the price of inflation, the price of things going up or whatever. So even if you're saving modestly and say, okay, I'm making at 50, 60, 70, $80,000 a year. If I can save up and the way financial advisors work, they say, well, you don't need the full 80. It's like, well, I need it now. I'm just using hypothetical numbers here. And like, well, when you retire, you're going to be at home. You're going to be less expenses, maybe less going out. But uh, exactly, exactly that. <laughs> That's totally wrong advice. And this is from a financial advisor, right? They go, well, you're making 80 now because you're going to work. You're going to have more expenses. You have car expense. You have gas and you have children. You know, you know once in a while you have children. Mm -hmm. So when you're older, you're going to need a lot less, like half. They went down to half. I was like, I don't know, man. This is years ago, by the way, before my real estate years. I was like, yeah, really half? I was like, oh, okay. We get convinced that way, which is horrible because you think about it. We're just talking about lumber, uh, you know, how I went up 300%. Do you think things in the next 10 20, 30 years or the next three decades, things are going to be more expensive. 100% they will be. They're always going to be. And then when you get to that point, no kidding, there's a lot of Walmart greeters. Now, maybe they want to be there for social reasons, but I'd rather be at a social club playing cards with my buddies or doing whatever or on a yacht. But you see, and this is sad, when you see older generation, they work their whole lives and they're still working. Yeah. And then what happens, it causes a big bad chain where the younger ones are trying to get into the jobs, but the older ones are hanging up because they can't stop retiring. That's what's happening to a lot of industries where the older ones are just lingering. And you know, these young fresh blood, they're waiting at the door, trying to get in. They can't because there's no openings. Or even worse, either they're wanting to work or they have to work and then they get fired and they can't find another job because of their age. I know there's age discrimination involved, but you're not qualified. It is what it is. At one point, if you do get let go and you're closer to retirement age, which I think is ridiculous because I think the older you are, the more skilled you are, the more efficient you are, the better of an employee you are. That's why you're on the team, Frank, because I like seniors <laughs> on the team. I want the most efficient people I can to help the community. Just kidding, Frank. That's okay. You are, I, I you, know. You, so we're the same age, so yes. whatever. But you understand what I'm saying is that, you know, enjoy the work or you can't get work, in which case 
you know, what are you going to do then? Don't have the money to be able to take care of yourself. And it's, I think the statistic is most people die within five years of retirement because they have no idea what the hell to do with their lives at all. The goal has been retirement. And then they realize I don't have enough money. I can't do the things I enjoy. And I'm bored out of my mind. I want to shoot myself. And probably so, uh, not even in good shape at that point. All the stress accumulated. Yeah. There's physical. And then you have just mental problems, but physical, you're getting sick. And then that's not cheap, specifically in the US and Canada. Even medication isn't free in Canada. It's still a cost of that. I think it's ass backwards. And, you know, I don't care what age you're listening to this. If, you know, we have, you know, folks like Laurier who, you know, who was well into his 80s when he first started, who did fairly well. And then we have those that are in their 20s that are just getting started. And, you know, that's gift because if you understand how to do this in your 20s, you're never going to have to work again very quickly. So it really doesn't matter where you are on the scale is what are you going to do today in order to take care of your tomorrow? Because Working for a living is not going to retire you unless you love what you're doing, which is fine. But the reality is you do need money, income, and not a pile of money because the problem with a pile of money is it disappears, right? If you have a million dollars and you're using $100,000 a year, that'll last 10 years. If you have a million dollars in assets that pay you $100,000, that'll never go away because now you have $100,000 in passive income and you still have your million dollar asset. So way better to have assets that pay you than you work for money that base or have money that just dwindles and disappears. Right. So money by itself has no value at all. I think Warren Buffett said it best. If you can't find a way to make money while you sleep, you're going to be working your entire life. And that's what planning your retirement is about. And you're right. No matter what age, obviously, the younger you are, the quicker you're going to get this done. But you have to take care of this now. And you know, for those of you who know my story, I made a lot of mistakes in real estate. But the one thing I did is even in my mistakes, even in buying wrong when I was in my 20s, the point is I still bought an asset that's now cash flowing. And if that was the only thing I had left when I retire or when I turn 67, let's say, those properties are paid off. They're collecting cash flow every single month. I'll probably make enough money to do anything I want to do just with those initial purchases I made in, in my 20s, let alone everything else that was built around that now. But so building now is crucial. <laughs> if you have the knowledge and the skill sets, you don't need money to buy these assets that pay for you forever. You know, every asset that we've ever bought has, we've never used our own money. And that's how it should be, period. And again, it's, you can get excuses or you can get results, but you really need to plan how you're going to want to live in your future. Because if you're thinking that, okay, well, as Frank said, half, how are you going to live on half of what you're living now with all the time in the world? You're going to go bananas. Like I would want to, I probably want to die not having mm -hmm. the ability to do anything or go anywhere or can't afford this or can't afford that. Holy shit. That would scare the shit out of I, me. I think they say half because realistically, as you're saving money for your retirement, number one, they don't want to scare the shit out of you. Half is definitely <laughs> not going to be enough. But how much are you going to have to put aside? If you think about it, if you're only going to work in trading time for dollars and let's use Marco's theory, you're going to need double because you're going to have yeah. a lot more time and you want to do shit you couldn't do before. That's why you went to work. So let's just say double. What is the financial advisor going to say? Well, I know you're making, <laughs> I know you're making a thousand a week. Let's set aside 800 and you keep two for the next 30 years. That's the thing is how do you make double? And it's yeah. not by doing what you're you doing can't. now for no. sure. You can't exactly. Unless you develop another skill set in order to retire effectively, everyone has the time to do something else, a side hustle of some kind. And I don't care if it's real estate or whatever else you choose to do, own a business, just do something that allows you to generate some passive income that's proven, tested. Don't reinvent the wheel. There's tons of opportunities out there on ways of, of generating income that is time tested and proven, but you just have to consistently learn and grow with the times. Because right now, what I'm teaching this week is different than what I was teaching three months ago. 
because the market has shifted, right? Market's going to shift again, which is going to be, I think, our next topic. Just thought of it. Don't miss it. It's going to be a great episode. <laughs> if you ever listen to one of these episodes, I'm like, we have no idea what we're going to talk about <laughs> no. until probably the end of this episode, which is kind of cool how it works. But as things change, you have to change with it. And the challenge is that most people don't change their behavior at all for a very long time. And if you think about what you're doing today, if you're doing the same thing as you were doing today, go back 10 years, is the world a completely different place 10 years ago as you were doing now? And are you really changing the behavior patterns that you have today to the world that it was, you know, as it is today versus what it was? Before? Adaptability. Just think of when you have to send the IRS something, you still have to use a fax. It's just trying to send them something now is not the same like it was 10 years. It's not even easy for me to find a fax to send it to them yet. There's still, I mean, the government's always the perfect scenario of, you know, the last to adapt. So that's not where you want to be. You want to be an early adapter. So anytime there's a shift, you want to change and take advantage of that movement. If you go to the blacksmith right next to the blacksmith, there's a fax store. Yeah. 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 I don't need to yeah. leave my house. <laughs> I can't. Oh <laughs> you can't leave your house, Gabe. Yes, you can't yeah. leave it. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. Change your behavior. You're, you're going to change your results. And if you don't change your behavior, sadly, your results are not going to change. So what do you say to someone that says, well, I'm working nine to five as it is. You know, I don't have any money. There's no way that I can plan for retirement. Government this, government that. My wife this, Excuses. my kids that. Exactly. Excuse the road to hell hey, is paid. Hey, I th Excuses. Frank and I were both there. I mean, I think maybe we did even more than, well, maybe not Frank, more than nine to five. I think he was more of a 10 to three, but. I resent that. <laughs> But, you know, I had a, a nine to five or an eight to four, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, children that had to be, you know, taking care of, go to activities, homework, all that stuff. I did this. I did real estate as a side hustle, you know, from like 10 p.m. to one in the morning, sometimes every day if I had to, because it was important for me to stop the rat race. Now, working is not a bad thing. If you love your job and you want to do your nine to five, that's great. But it's still a good idea to create something that's passive. And that was my initial intent because I kind of enjoyed what I did. I needed passive income and I'm a really shitty singer and Hollywood hasn't found me yet. So, you know, real estate was the go-to place for me. And, you know, I started building a little bit of passive income and then realized, holy moly, you know, I was able to create this while working, while taking care of the kids, while doing all this and, you know, sleeping three hours a day. What happens if I you know, put a little bit more time at this and then the world changed for me. Even it doesn't matter how much money you have because those that win the lottery within five years actually go BK or lose all their money or the friends anyway. So it's not a matter of how much money you start with. It's, you know, how you... What you your, do with your, it. Your, what you do with it and your behaviors yes. to get it. And the, the challenge is when you win the lottery or even, you know, look at professional athletes, many of them have gone broke or bankrupt, you know, and made millions of dollars misappropriate their funds in some way because they had a lot of cash and they blew it because they had a lot of it and there was new money and that just happened and now they have fail stops to, you know to prevent that but it still happens and it's very sad you know someone that makes a couple three million dollars a week to being almost bankrupt is a rough journey yeah actually that's journey. uh what you just said there with the athletes there's actually a show on that yeah uh, back it's called back in the game it's mm -hmm. because a lot of athletes that made like 60 million 40 million it's all gone, all Tyson, gone. can you imagine that true. that's scary shit but i was just going to go back what the banks are doing too so if you think about what the bank they have the savings account and they have the checking account talk about late to adapt or is it late to adapt or is it designed by purpose mm. That is the question. Yeah, that is the question. Is it designed by person? Here's because well, remember they don't teach you this shit in school. What did they teach you in school? Get an education, pick a profession that you like or whatever. Get a job, right? And work for that job and whatever. And you know you can make a decent living, but you can make a decent living. But how about your retirement? 
They don't talk about that. They don't talk about preservation of capital and they don't talk about passive income. You know, what do you do with your money? How do you reinvest it to make more money? Right. Which is sad. And that's why I'm trying to, you know, educate my kids on it, you know, even though they're, they're still quite young, but they get it. They get, or at least my two teenagers get it. Yeah. Lack of financial education and fear are extreme controllers. So if you have a population that is struggling financially and is scared, it's a very easy population to control. I don't want to get into, you know, conspiracy theories or any of that shit. But if you have a lot of money and you understand money and you have choices, you don't have the same fears as someone that is coming from a place of wanting. A scarcity mentality is very common and there's actually abundance. And if you understand how to get things, and again, that comes down to skill. If you educate yourself on how to generate income, not needing money, just needing skills. And the more skills you have, the more money you can create out of thin air. And it's our goal, our mission, our purpose, our, our desire for those that are listening, for you, the listener, to really learn these skills so you can choose how much money you decide to have in your retirement, whether it's $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month, a million dollars a month, that's your choice. And it's your destiny to be successful. It's your choice to fail, honestly. And if you don't make the right choices, you're going to fail. And it's your choices now that will affect your future. And we really want to help you in any of those choices. I think we're out of time. Gabriel, Frank, thank you so much. Listener, thank you so much as well. We welcome your comments. And of course, like, love, share it. And I look forward to seeing you on the very next episode, which is going to be, you'll have to find out. We'll see you very soon, guys. Take care. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.